1: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Seavey, and I'm joined, as always, by Jeff Daly of the Michigan Dailies, who has a sweet setup. Bro, I am totally down with the way your scene looks right now.
2: Thank you, thank you. It's it's high maintenance, though. So let's hope I can keep it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, 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 got, you, I got moving parts now. It, I mean, it looks great. And, of course, Ashley Garbolja-Maldonado bringing a better look to our trio uh, new haircut.
3: That is correct.
1: Wow, nice. That is correct. See, it, it, uh, people who didn't get to listen to our pre-show, I walked in on a conversation about a short haircut. and I thought you were talking about my daughter, and it, it turned out we were talking about Ashley, who, unlike my daughter, apparently does not get as much waffle syrup in her hair and does not cry <laughs> every morning. So, it's a big plus to girl props you know, girl to props. at least, uh, yeah. She was very excited about her new haircut, and the boys were excited about the fact that I did not give them a haircut, that they went and got an actual <laughs> professional haircut. So they do not look like uh, mangy, flea ridden dogs right now. So they got that going for them, which is good. Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, we are ready to roll here. Big show. Let's, uh, you know, trying to keep it short uh, because. Super producer Holly keeps saying, uh, You got to be shorter, and we keep ignoring her, but we are going to try. But we will start with Ashley and what is definitely the topic of the day and what is just blowing up the internet. So, Ashley, give it to us.
3: Yeah, so there's been this really interesting story floating around. As you know, I'm in DC and I'm relatively close to the U.S. Capitol, and I'm also a former guardsman, so this seems really important. Uh, but what's great, even better about this article is that it uh starts off with the Michigan National Guard. So there you go, Jeff Daly, that's for you. So this article is entitled Michigan Lawmakers Slam Highly Inadequate Food Given to National Guardsmen still protecting the Capitol. So long story short, those who are, you know, still here, you know, guarding the fence and whatnot said that they're they're being provided food that's badly undercooked, raw, moldy. Or even filled with metal shavings, which sounds wild because I know I've definitely had, like, a, a frozen meal before and I've never had any of those issues. But according to a letter from the statehouse's delegation obtained by CBS News, I, just wow. So, some guardsmen have been hospitalized after eating the food, the letter said. So, I think this is incredibly wild. Um to go a little further, it says it is clear that these con- uh, contracted meals are poorly prepared, uh, oftentimes inedible and highly inadequate to, su- inadequate to support soldiers. Said fourteen, not one, not two, not three, fourteen lawmakers uh, from the letter, which was sent to the chief of the National Guard Bureau and the or at the Pentagon. Excuse me. Uh, it's, they go on to say, basically, it's completely unacceptable that our men and women serving in Washington, C. are being hospitalized due to food that they're being provided. I'm just going to say really quick here, I've had some really interesting meals in the National Guard, and it's so, it's so bizarre to me, because I'm so used to, like, going on a drill weekend and them just handing me, like, a half-frozen box and saying, this is your meal, and you might get another one later, and our cooks aren't cooking today. So this is a shock and awe to me. So what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, it's so I I'll start on this one. Like usually I play tough guy and I'm like, Ah, you know, what and and I admittedly did that with the whole we have to sleep in the in the parking garage thing, which I thought was overblown because they actually had hotel rooms. It was just their little nap time that they needed and they had but this one is crazy. You cannot send guardsmen to a major metropolitan city and then give them Food with worms in it and there's literally videos out there where you can see the worms. It's insane if you're going to be This ridiculous about their contract then just give them per diem and let them get their own food. It's Washington DC It's it's you can't throw a rock without hitting a restaurant of some sort or other Let them do what they want to do, but there was a part of that story that uh, it said Since January 6th, there have been no National Guard members hospitalized because of illness from food. Uh, But out of 26,000, this is from National Guard Bureau, out of the 26,000 who were deployed and the 5,200 who remain, approximately 50 have been treated for gastrointestinal complaints. Six of them were treated as outpatients at military treatment facilities. Others were handled at an aid station. That story is preposterous. That part of it is preposterous. Like they're trying to make it sound like it was only these 50 people who complained about, I have news for you. Every single one of them had gastrointestinal problems. They just didn't complain about it. They went out and they bought their own food. As far as the metal scraping, the thing I heard was, I guess they're getting them sent in like the Mermites that we used to get in the field and they're scrubbing them out with the, the metal brush that they use and some of that's flaking off into the Mermite, which is what it was. It doesn't matter. It's completely unacceptable. We're not talking about war-torn Somalia here. These guys are within three blocks of the uh, of Union Station, which has a ton of food places. Like, I, I, I just don't understand it. There's not a huge head-to-tail on getting logistics to these people. They're at the Capitol building. I, at worst-case scenario, just let them eat at the Senate cafeteria. I, I, insane, insane.
2: Jeff? Well, I, I, I've i never seen a group of people who would have probably been so happy to have MREs dropped off uh, by a, a Hilo. But yeah. I say follow the money. And if you go to the fact that some of you told me that a, a large chunk of these people were from the Michigan Guard, I'm, I'm smelling something coming from Ohio. I'm just saying. But... <laughs> I also think that it, if it, this sounds like it was the catering company from the fire festival that we talked about earlier, and if you <laughs> haven't seen that on Netflix, you'll know exactly what these people were eating, because because that food was terrible. This food was terrible. Those people paid a lot of money to be on that island. These soldiers signed on the dotted line to give, you know, the ultimate if necessary, and they're being fed. Crap! I'll just say it. Can we say that? Do I have to get yeah. beat? We no. we fed them crap before it got internally processed. It's crap going in before it was crap coming out, and somebody needs to be held accountable. And it's I'm glad that these Michigan lawmakers are stepping up to the plate and making sure that it gets done because somebody somebody needs to be flushed.
1: I would love, wow! I would love to know who the who the contractor is. I mean,
0: this, this,
2: we just said it. It's the Fire Festival Catering <laughs> Company.
1: <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought it was the Ohio State Catering Company, but whatever it is, <laughs> whoever it is. Why,
3: why so much hate on Ohio? Okay, gosh, listen, because all Michigan beat is- you in
1: three sports in one day last week. Oh my God.
3: I'm really not that big of a sports fan. Y'all think like it impacts me. I'm more annoyed that you think that it annoys me than anything. But listen, on this topic, I would lo- like to Mark's point, I would love to see why don't we just like let some of the, you know, Army National Guard, you know, cooks like commandeer, if you will, or I'll be allowed write permissions to go into the Senate like cafeteria And use the stuff and make the food. That way, you know, they're being activated. They're doing their job. And, you know, you know that it's other soldiers making your food. And there's that level of accountability and oversight, right? Because I've worked with plenty of cooks. And, you know, most of them just don't want to sit around in the drill floor. They want to do their job. So if you allow them the opportunity, I I think we could, you know, know, be rid of some of these issues. I just... I don't know. That's one of my solutions. Or just rent I out hope, any one of the listening.
1: restaurants in the nearby or area that. and let them use that. This, yeah. this whole story is perplexing.
3: I'm just like, that's <laughs> just lest, wild to me. Lest
1: everyone out there think that all military food stinks, the White House mess is cooked by a Navy chef. And it's spectacular. If you've never eaten at the. Navy mess at the White House. It's awesome. So it's No,
2: I, mean, I, I missed that part of the tour, Stevie. I was not I, on the... Yeah, guess we both did. I was not dining I, at the White House, sir. I,
1: I, I, I could have gotten you in. I no longer have that juice, but uh, I'll see what I could do. But uh, I did... Uh, you know who doesn't have bad restaurants is chooserestaurants.org, and we're going to go to them for our quick uh, commercial break right now.
0: The restaurant industry is a great place to pursue your passion while building a career at the same time. If you like to cook, enjoy being part of a team and show off your skills, sign up today for Restaurants Recruit. Restaurants Recruit will directly connect you to restaurant companies looking to hire great military talent and willing to invest in your career. Sign up if you're a veteran, a military spouse, or are getting ready to transition out of the service and are ready for your next big move. It's free and easy. Just go to chooserestaurants.org slash recruit to get started on a future in restaurants.
1: All right, Jeff, you are up for topic number two. What do you got for us today?
2: Topic number two is the new, fresh, and exciting 100 Miles for Hope program. Now, That last story, notwithstanding, many of us in this country have been gorging on lots of good food. Thank you to our sponsor for helping along with that, Chooserestaurants.org, And I'm going to be using more of your healthy selections moving forward. But right now, we're going to talk about a way to, uh, you know, move and work that work some of that off and also to support the American Legion's Veterans and Children's Foundation. Now, starting March 8th, which at the time of this show will be yesterday, the National Commander Bill Oxford announced this program. You can also get cool stuff. if you, Starting that day, you were able to sign up, register, and order commemorative items from our own emblem sales. And included in that are these fancy, like, you know, racing bibs for people who actually do real athletic things. Now, mine's not in color because I ran out of color ink, but the you can print it in color and you can be as fancy as you wanna be while you're out there getting on your 100 miles. So you can get that stuff, you can get pins, you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get all of the things. Now this, and you can also, you actually need to, is get this app called the Kilter app. And with this Kilter app, you'll be able to track all of your activities because this time, this is the big reveal, Maybe they'll put music in it because this time you don't have to just do the miles. It's about it's activity based. And this app will help you track your activities. You can do things like I, I don't know if Super Producer Holly's knitting counts as an activity. But if it is, she's going to beat us all because she is not only a super producer, she's a super knitter. And we love her for that, even though I've received no presents from her so you're going to want to get that kilter app you're going to want to uh sign up on there and track your activities and you even have longer this time i'm I'm not seeing the i'm not seeing it goes till september right yeah so you have a long time to do this there is no excuse the entrance fee this time is only 20 dollars, and you will get a medal when you complete it you can then you can decide what little extras you want. You can get the hat, you can get the t-shirt, you can get the pin, you can get the coin. There's, there's like, there's so much. I'm, I'm super excited. My activity is going to be shopping for all of this good stuff. And <laughs> and, and the, the amazing part, on the bib, can we go back to the bib? Is it okay? Yeah. On the bib, there's a QR code. And that QR code, if you put it in there, if you're out doing your thing and you're getting sweaty and people are like, dude... You're in such great shape, Jeff Daly. Why are you even working out? Like it's just, you come camera ready. And I can say, if you put your phone on this little QR code, my friend, you will see why I'm doing this. It's to help the American Legion Veterans and Children's Foundation. And if you don't think that putting your camera on a little QR code is is worth it when it helps veterans and children you have no soul you have no heart and you no longer have my attention because i'm going to keep running and getting my medal and that's what i have to say are you two going to participate in this i 100
1: percent am and, and two things first of all because it's kilter i've decided to do it all in a kilt and i will be kayaking so that should be quite the view quite the view if you happen to be Just imagine your luck if you happen to be Riverside somewhere in Indiana and see a guy go by wearing nothing but a kilt, huh? Spectacular. Hey, Jeff, I did want to ask, though. Like, I see the number on there is 43. Is that uh, random? Did you select 43, or is that your post number?
2: I'm glad that you brought that up. Because when you do get your runner's bib, unlike all those marathons, you get to choose what you put on here. I nice. could have put my—I could have put my nickname, which is El Jefe, it's the boss in Spanish—and <laughs> uh, then uh, I did put my post number forty-three. Super producer Holly actually uh, helped me with that because I had really long numbers, and I was told putting my social security is probably not a good idea. Um, my phone number and then for my name i just put hey ladies i was told that's not a good idea and uh so i just put my post number in my name but you can customize it however you want
1: it could be a hundred years of hope i'm still not calling you el Hefe, but ashley what do you got on this one
3: i'm just at first i'm just going to take a second and absorb everything's just happened there um <laughs> So, yes, I I do plan on participating. I have definitely hit the the COVID-25 since our last uh, interview with Teresa, which you all can uh, check out on our website. uh, I spoke with her offline. I actually joined a gym, so I'm really excited that every time I go into the gym and now that I'm using the app, what I can do is log that activity, which is great. So now every time I'm at, you know, my gym, which I don't want to say out because then I'll be endorsing, right? And Leisure doesn't endorse that gym, I suppose. So, yes. So, very excited. Um, so, I'll be rowing, biking, and running and doing all kinds of stuff. So, I will be participating. I'm very excited.
2: What will your bib say?
3: Um, hmm, that's a great question. I don't know. Well,
2: maybe we should come back and do an update with our bibs.
1: When we all get it done. All right, well, let's go to topic three, rolling right along. This is kind of a cool story. Um, So this is from C4ISRnet, which is uh, like they're – it's a branch of Military Times that deals with uh, Internet and cybersecurity type stuff. But report, Iran used commercial satellite images to monitor U.S. forces before their attack. Now, everybody remembers this attack because it's the one where President Trump came out and said – no one was injured, and then later they had to backtrack because uh, 110 people had received TBIs, and there was the whole debacle about that, but it's not, you know, that part's not as important. But Iran used commercial satellite images to monitor Ain al-Assad air base in Iraq as it prepared to launch more than a dozen ballistic missiles at U.S. and coalition forces, 60 Minutes reported. This detail came more than a year after the night of the attack on January 7, 2020. Iran said the barrage was fierce revenge for the assassination of General Qasem Soleimani, killed by U.S. drone strike days earlier. The missile attack damaged the base, equipment, and a helicopter, and as I mentioned, 110 uh, were treated for traumatic brain injuries, but no one was killed. Thanks, in part, to early intelligence that an attack was imminent and a critical early warning from Space Force's missile warning satellite operators. So what I thought was most interesting about this is that the U.S. knew that they were purchasing these images, so they knew where the missile attack was going to come. But General McKenzie said that it was important that they time it properly. If you go too early, you risk the problem that the enemy will see what you are doing and adjust the plans. Mackenzie waited until Iran had purchased its last satellite image of the day before they evacuated the base, ensuring that Iran was acting on out-of-date images. If you get a chance to go to the website, it actually has video of, you can see the missiles coming in, and all the things that were there four hours ago had been cleared out. All kinds of airplanes, personnel, everything. It's really fascinating but Ashley what would you think about this a rare display of uh, US intelligence really knocking it out of the park I'd say
3: I just want to make sure I'm picking up what you're putting down here so basically we wait like we allowed them like we monitored allowed yeah. them to see all these photos or whatever that they were purchasing because they thought this yeah. was like the coolest and like yeah. Yeah, yeah we're on top of it we're ahead of you right and we just kind of like, you know, fed them a false cookie trail kind of thing. And then we just kind of popped smoke. Is it, am I picking this up right? That's
1: basically it. They waited until they had okay. purchased their last one. And then they got everything out of Dodge. So they wasted all these cruise missiles on empty runways and everything else. I mean, mm. nothing this is impressive.
3: We... I mean, you know, it's one of those situations where you're just like, we did, we did well. I'm sure everyone looked around the table and we're like, yep. Good job, I, They guys. were probably excited when they
1: saw the missiles come in and there's nothing High five. there to hit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they, everyone else was like, oh, <laughs> well. Are we going to – Can you imagine gonna, the guy oh, getting sorry. the report? Sir, We uh, we actually – there was nothing there.
1: Right. Battle what? damage assessment comes back empty. Empty. Awesome. Wow.
2: I was going to say, are we going to just gloss over the fact – that this force? is the first substantive story that mm. includes yeah. the words space and force at the same time. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. And and it's becoming it's becoming clear to me that these kind of skirmishes are are more like video games. It's yeah. I, I mean you're you're getting Bring in a drone to a satellite fight, and then you got uh you got pictures and your timing when they come out. I'm picturing a lot of joysticks and keyboards clacking and and people being evaluated on Twitch on their performance and it's 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 crazy to me that this level of technology is so coordinated intertwined. And and just the way that they manage and handle it is a whole different mindset. Yeah. It's uh, and, and these guys we we laugh at uh, not you, CV, and not your husband, Ashley, but the rest of them who play video games. We kind of laugh at their mindset, but mm-hmm. they're they're the cyber warriors of the future. And space force space force is using them, and it's. And it's turning out to pay some dividends for something that a lot of people made fun of for a really long time. And (laughs) like I do and will still do because it's it's hilarious. And they're the boot branch. And so they get to and I'm tired of hearing crayon jokes so they can come take some of the heat. So (laughs) I'm I'm super excited about that Space Force is having a unique mission that really only they can do.
3: I'm going to need you to put in email entitled, Ashley's hubby is an amazing rock star gamer and is going to save the world and is the future of the U.S. Army. I'm going to need you to put that in writing and commit. You want,
2: you want that <laughs> in all in the subject?
3: All in the subject or all in the, all in the body. Put it all in caps. That way we can save it, and I, frame it, and then I can print yeah. it out in black and white and hang it behind me
1: do it in iambic pentameter (laughs) hey the one thing i have is the poor guy who like has to make the decision on when the last one was purchased because you're okay they bought one now how long do you wait before you decide that's the last one they're gonna buy like that's got to be a nerve-wracking experience you wait too long you get people killed you do it too early you tip them off to the fact that we're moving everything algorithms such a great. Story. I was gonna say algorithms. Yeah, it's, it's probably
3: algorithm based. They probably have like IP, like they're they're tracking like how how much time you're on a site. Yeah. it's like modern day marketing, right? We we know what you're looking at, the Google. Wait, what? it's gonna be like
2: it's gonna be like Queen's <laughs> Gambit. They don't got to know when to make their move.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. You're Look good. at all the references. All right. We're doing so good.
1: Yeah, and and we're basically on schedule. So let's go through a rapid fire. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right, rapid fire one. Wait, time out.
0: You can't hear you.
1: uh, Yeah, I I see Super Producer Holly going nuts in the background. And she is right to do so. We are going to take our second commercial break here.
2: Or as Super Producer Holly says,
1: (laughs) commercial. Yes. And it's it's all an interpretive (laughs) dance because she's on mute. We can only see her. But we
0: will be right back in 30 seconds. Doodly, doodly. 100 Miles for Hope is back and we're taking it to the next level. This year, you can choose over 40 different activities and track your progress on a handy mobile app. We have sweet swag to commemorate your journey, including tech shirts, baseball caps, hoodies, pins, patches, and challenge coins. All proceeds from these purchases support veterans and military families through the Veterans and Children Foundation. Head to legion.org slash 100 miles to get started.
2: All
1: right, we are back, in. Guys, if you could only see the background that's going on right now, Super Producer Holly is doing this, like, French mime thing, and we're supposed to be figuring out what... We suck at it. There was just her waving. I, she literally looked like she was trapped in a walnut, and I was like, what are you trying to say? All right, so we've done our commercial break, and we've done our uh, probably copywritten ESPN songs. Let's go to Rapid Fire. And we are going to start with... A Navy Wave, and if you don't know what the waves were, it was the women accepted for volunteer emergency service during World War II. She was a code breaker, and she will be celebrating her hundredth birthday this week. And her name is Julia Parsons, who served in the waves, as I said in World War II. And she, uh, her job was as a World War II code breaker. She helped hunt down Nazi U-boats. She turns a hundred on Tuesday and is going to be honored with a parade past her house in Pittsburgh, which I think is just spectacular. I think it's so great. For her 100th birthday on Tuesday, the nonprofit Veterans Breakfast Club of Pittsburgh, which provides... I would love to go to breakfast in Pittsburgh. That sounds great. Uh, Which provides a forum for veterans to meet and tell their stories, has organized a parade of local police, firefighters, veterans, and current service members past her house. It's going to be followed by a virtual birthday party open to any who would like to attend, this story is on military.com If you can attend the birthday party for Miss Parsons, please report back to us. I would love to know how it goes but Ashley, how nice the story is this
3: It's beautiful like I adore like if it, if you go to the military.com there's a photo of her holding her photo her service photo, and she is just absolutely adorable. And the fact that she's, like, literally going to be getting her wave on on this parade is amazing, right? Like, no play on words, right? Like, that's – I think it's super sweet. I think it's very timely, especially with Women's History Month and really showcasing some of the women that were, you know, really just – they were in the forefront of everything and they were making stuff happen. And without some of these women who were co-breakers, where would we be, right? So her, her work was so important. So I'm, this is so great. So great. Anyone
1: who's interested in the Enigma program and the Ultima program and Bletchley Park and everything else, go and read this article about her because she was, she was in it. I mean, she was absolutely 100% in it. Jeff, what do you got on this one?
2: Well, I mean, uh, she's like slightly younger than the American Legion. So (laughs) you're, you're talking about some, I, you're talking about a wealth of knowledge and it, if you go back to the code breakers and the work that they did, let's let's really hone in on the fact that the, a big threat to us were those Navy U-boats. They were a huge threat. That was probably the the most lethal weapon. You could probably argue the machine gun, but the most lethal weapon that the that the Germans had, yeah. and they were able to break those codes. Now. I would love to invite this young lady, and I say young because we're with the American Legion, I would to invite this young lady so that she could code break our super producer Holly's interpretive dance. Yeah, we're talking about you a lot today. <laughs> that that because...
1: would be spectacular.
2: <laughs> because I, we had no idea what was going on, but I'm sure... I'm positive that this woman with her many years of experience in code breaking in life could code break Holly. that would be, that would be a huge gift for us.
1: Julia Parsons. We hope you have a splendid, splendid hundredth birthday. So I
3: do have one quick thing, one quick thing. that I think our, our listeners need to hear. So, um, Parsons, like, couldn't tell people what she did. And I think this is really important and very telltale for Women's History Month and telling our stories, right, as women veterans. Um, her mission wasn't declassified until, like, the 1960s. And then she didn't learn that until 1997. And I'd be remiss to not tell all of you that she actually couldn't tell her husband what she did in the war and was able to finally, like, tell him in 1997 and thereafter what she did in the war. But beforehand, nobody knew. Yeah. So very cool story, very cool story.
1: Jeffrey
2: question. question. You both are you both are married, right? Yes. We
3: are. All right.
2: Yeah. Not to each do other. You, do you believe do you believe for a second that she didn't tell her husband until nineteen ninety seven? Do you believe that for a second? She never uttered the word yeah. I'm I couldn't even a, make it of out a of a the badass. house.
1: Like I, I would've I would have told somebody within seconds would be like Dude, I got something top secret to tell you, but I mean, it was a different world then, you know. Like they grew up in that kind of
3: like you like fear slithers. though, like that was yeah, like a different like, era of fear, yeah. right? Like loose links or I'm sorry, loose lips sink ships, right? Yeah. And I, I really do firmly believe that she probably was like. Like, to be a woman in the military in that day and age and then also have to perform at a higher standard, save everyone's lives by decoding, speaking languages, doing all these things. Like, I'm not shocked, but I also think it would be really cool if, like, she had planned it while she was playing, like, modern-day Battleship board game with her husband. Like, yep. guess what I did? <laughs> Sunk U-Boats, baby. Right. <laughs> B-2, by the way. By the way, right. I'm kind of a bee.
1: We're totally, uh, totally behind now, so we're going to do yeah, really let's, let's rapid, move, super, super rapid fire. <laughs> this one just kind of cracked me up because it's, it's out of our favorite place, Fort Hood, Texas. This one, not just like troop doing something stupid, troop doing something unfathomably crazy. CID agent sought puffer fish toxin before poisoning his wife, charges alleged. All right, like we don't even need to really go too far into the story, but like, how far over the top do you need to be to be researching pufferfish toxin to kill your wife?
2: Well, because she's a big fan of sushi, and pufferfish is a very dangerous kind of sushi if you don't know what you're doing. And he probably thought he could get away with it. He did not. not that I've not that I've thought about any of this. Sort <laughs> and that's of thing. cooking
3: with Jeff, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ashley, I, like, if you're going to do away with Robert, we're not going to the extremes of puffer fish, right? I mean, we're going to come up with something easier, I hope. Feed him the I just don't bird. vacuum. <laughs> I
3: don't vacuum the house. The dust and dandruff will do it. <laughs> <laughs> give, give <laughs> the... Got uh, it made. No, I'm just kidding. Not endorsing or any... <laughs> going to be doing anything. Not contemplating. Yeah,
1: so over the top on the puffer fish. All <laughs> right, rapid crazy. fire three. Trailblazing Ranger graduate reignites the debate over the Army PFT. Oh. But what's interesting here is the Ranger in question is Captain Kristen Greist, one of the first female women to graduate Army's Ranger School. And she is saying that, uh, well, I'll give you the direct quote here as the ACFT, the new Army Combat Fitness Test, is val- validated over the next year, there will be many studies, phases, and revisions. However, once the Army determines the right standard to which soldiers should train, the final version of the ACFT should hold men and women in combat arms to it equally and should maintain branch-based minimum standards. This is in rapid fire, and I'm grateful that when I talked to you early, Ashley, I already know your opinion, but give it to us.
3: So I, I I support what she's saying. I do think that as we review like modern-day warfare, We need to look at this from the different jobs, right? Like if I were to carry my husband in full kit, he's like 250 pounds, right? I need to be able to drag that. And if I am in a position where that is inevitable and that could happen, I have to train to that standard. And that makes sense. Like, could I do that right now? Absolutely not. I could maybe drag myself to the fridge or drag myself to the gym. I haven't got that far yet, so we'll see. But in this instance... I, I do understand exactly where she's coming from and we do need to hold men and women in combat arms to, you know, this, this, this equal standard, right? We can't say we want to be equal, but we want different standards. Does that make sense? So that's my thought on it. Others may, you know, differ and that's fine, but yeah.
2: Jeff, do you differ? No, I do not differ because I think what, I think the difference here is we're not talking about uh denying someone's opportunity or or anything else where it's clearly about uh, combat and mission readiness. Mm-hmm. And combat and mission readiness is unique to certain jobs in a mil- in the military where life and death. So I don't want to have an argument about somebody's opportunity when their life is far more important to me. And I I want them to live and contribute and be amazing and awesome.
1: That story is on task and purpose, and I uh, applaud it. Rapid Fire 4, we will end here uh, really briefly. Uh, This Lego Top Gun Maverick trailer looks better than the actual movie, according to another article on task and purpose. And I'm not going to go into this, but it is exactly as advertised. This gentleman has taken the... uh, the trailer for the top, the new Top Gun movie, and recreated entire we with Legos. Now, I hope you guys have had a chance to see it. It's amazing. It is amazing. Epic. And the best thing is that the they have a video on uh, Task and Purpose, which has the two videos on top of you, the Lego one on top and the regular one on bottom, so that you can see how closely it match. It's amazing. Yeah, I, Ashley, you saw love, right?
3: Love it. Love it so much. All of the things. Like yes. Well, yes. you
2: two are going to be super jealous because I haven't seen it, so I have that to look forward to and uh we need to rap it or this because I got I got something to watch, man. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> I uh
1: I have done nothing but watch basically the Batman Lego movie for the last 3 months, so I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Solid so, good movie. All right, shout outs, Jeff,
2: you had one today. I did have one and it's not my usual post shout out. It's uh I got to do this. in in light of the food topic that we talked about earlier and and other things like this, Marines rejoice. Someone made crayons that are actually meant to be eaten. And so for that, we're going to shout out crayons ready to eat. Well, I, I don't think that's an endorsement, but I mean, except for me, because it's a shout-out. Jeff Daly's endorsing it. And if they want to send me a fine collection of flavors like red and green, that would be amazing. But uh, it's crayons ready to eat. And we need to get these to the, the guard. I know you guys aren't used to, <laughs> used to eating with things meant for drawing and coloring. But we marines will it's, teach you the crazine. Yeah. It's got.
1: It's Anything's better than undercooked meat. So, yeah, I mean, if that, I don't know what the... Maybe that'll be a new color. I don't know what the USDA says about just eating a a balanced diet of crayons, but, hey, more power to you. The flavors say
3: poultry beef.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll do mine, which is uh, real quick. uh, We lost a hero this week, an Army veteran from Texas, 102 years old, uh, Virgil Lee Ward, And he, I kind of like this, he joined the Army in 1935 at the age of 15. They were under the erroneous belief that he was 17, as his father had led him to believe. So he joined at 15 years old. Uh, He wanted to go overseas, so they sent him to Hawaii, which sort of overseas. Remember, Hawaii wasn't quite a state then. Uh, But he witnessed Pearl Harbor, and I think one of the more important things is that after Pearl Harbor and after World War II, he saw combat in the Korean War, and then, in fact, he served during Vietnam as well. Retiring as a major in 1965, farewell to Virgil Lee Ward. I look forward to to seeing you in the big uh, the big post in the sky, my friend. Uh, just just a great story. Ashley, what about you? You got a shout out for us today?
3: I have a pretty general shout out. It is Women's History Month, and I want to encourage all of our our lady vets, our women vets out there, to share our stories. And also, to any of our, our our allies out there, you know, if you know a woman veteran who has a great story, like I want to hear it. Like let's let's get something in the show notes. Let's continue to celebrate uh, women veterans uh, within our posts, within our communities. And, you know, register your stories. Uh, for example, Military uh, Women's Memorial. You've got the History Project. There's so many ways to capture that yeah. story. And you can also, um, you know, go to our webpage and suggest a guest. So if you know an amazing women veteran out there who's, you know, continuing her second service, like, we want to talk to you. And we want to, we yeah, like, we just want to tell your story. So org backslash Tango Alpha Lima.
1: Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we have made it almost on time here. We did pretty. We did, we did better. Yeah. Super producer Holly can't yell at us for once, so that'll be nice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. When you're there, don't forget to rate us and leave us a review. You can also send us feedback to Lima at legion.org. And for Jeff, the search continues. The Mrs. Daily is out there. She needs to start emailing a little more prolifically because they're just, they're not flooding in the way... I mean, the way you look today, they will flood it, in, my friend. Wait till they you see look, this. this.
2: This could is, be their home. This is the best wait, look not, you've ever I'm not, had. Is, I'm this. not helping. This could be their home.
1: No? <laughs> You're going to make no. her sleep on your kitchen table? That, that's... That's not great. We, We might need to work on your marketing a little bit. All right, folks. Well, we will see you next week. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening to us. And just keep doing the Legion thing out there. Bye.